TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Welcome in, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan. We're in Maker Studio inside of the Cortex Innovation Community, and let's get right to the conversation, the innovation conversation. Yeah, enough about us. Let's talk about what's happening in the Maker Space here in St. Louis. Emily Elhoffers with us, member director at Maker Studio. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, talk about the transition tech shop to Maker Studio, and for people who have heard the news stories, maybe on their way to work, and they're wondering, tech shop, what is that? What is a maker? What is this movement I keep hearing about? Maybe a little introduction to the maker movement first off. Yeah, so the maker movement has been really hit and heavy for about 10 years. It's that whole DIY, it's the whole um, hacker space, do it yourself and, and make it yourself movement that's been happening where you see a lot of people really getting involved with crafting, with working with their hands and really with inventing new things. And so it is all about innovation as well. With the holiday season coming up, has it been extra busy around the maker studio? Oh yeah, we have we have a good good amount of people that are, are inventing new things, and also people that are running their own shops, running their own Etsy shops, running their own businesses, making products. And so that's really why uh, when the when Tech Shop announced that they were filing for bankruptcy, it hit really hard this season because so many people were depending on production in this shop. As we look out the glass windows here onto the floor, what's some of the equipment that's here? What are some of the things that people have been making? I mean. You've got the works. When it, if, if somebody wants to build, I don't even know, a- anything you can imagine, it seems like there's a piece of equipment here that can help them do that. We've got a couple that are building an airplane here right now, so you can, you can really build anything here. It's I was going to say, reach for the stars. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a couple of rocket students here as well, so we can do that too. A lot of aerospace. But uh, mostly, the most commonly used equipment here would probably be the laser cutters, the wood shop. Um, we have a really great water jet that you can cut out material with, and then um, Metals Bay, textiles. I mean, it's, it's everything, you know? It's hard to be like, we just do this when, when we do so much. And I think when some people think about innovation, they will immediately go to, you know, the phones and the apps on the phones and that type of thing. Uh, but there's a lot of the, the technical expertise needed to run this equipment. Uh, it, it's not like somebody just walk off the street and put their fingers under a water jet. Right, and, and lose those fingers, right? So are, are this, is this also a place where people can gain new skills and, and it's just as much about education as it is about making the product? Oh, definitely. We, we allow people from all levels of expertise to come in and we teach them how to make stuff. Uh, in our next space that we'll be opening really soon, we're going to have a lot more classes and a lot of opportunities for folks who don't know anything about using a laser cutter to suddenly be able to learn how to do that and make their own products or make their own art if they'd like. We're talking with Emmy, Emily Elhoffer, who's the member director here at what's now known as Maker Studio. So let's talk about this, this transition. People may have heard, again, that, that Tech Shop, this national chain, filed for bankruptcy. 
And here in St. Louis, people got to work immediately. The doors were locked, but it didn't seem like for that long. Oh, yeah. It seemed like within within 24 hours, uh, Dennis Lauer, Jim McKelvey, and, and Doug Auer had gotten together, and they had created this master plan that, that they presented to, to some of our staff, and we were just blown away by how immediate and how... Um, just how wonderful it was that we were—they were giving all of us and all of the makers a second chance. Yeah, because I can imagine not just for the the makers that had you know products that they were planning on producing. It's also a team here that this is their livelihood. Uh, and uh, so, how has that transition been for you? Uh, you know, as as the member director, and what are you looking forward to as uh, as Maker Studio starts to grow? Well, the transition's been really great for the team that we were able to keep. Um, we are. We've just been super, super excited to be working with Doug and Jim, and they have been incredibly hands-on, which I think is really new for us. For so long, we were working at Tech Shop, and it was very corporate-level stuff that we would never really hear from them. And so it's been incredibly liberating and empowering to be working at the local level and be able to talk about St. Louis and what it means to be a maker in St. Louis. What does it mean for a, a community like this, which so many people are, you've mentioned, you know, especially with the holidays coming up, and people are getting their Etsy shops stocked, and to have local entrepreneurs and business people like Jim McKelvey step up and say, I've been successful with my other ventures. In fact, his story is with Square, they made the first prototype at a tech shop in California, and that was one of the uh, driving factors in getting this here, because he said we had to go to California to do, to do this. So what, what does it mean to have people like Jim McKelvey step up and say what other markets have not necessarily had people step up and say, which is we're going to put our money and our effort behind this to keep it open for people. It's incredibly inspiring to know that somebody from St. Louis wants to see St. Louis grow. And and I know it sounds really cheesy to say this, but I can honestly say that I've never been more proud to be here in St. Louis and to be working with this community. What's, what's so interesting about St. Louis, and I think this goes back to even the premise of this show, is uh, so much innovation comes out of almost desperation or adverse situations, right? Uh, it's, it's a little less likely for us to innovate when everything's going well because there's no call to action, there's no need. And I, I look at what's happened with the Maker Studio and the creation of the Maker Studio as being an innovative solution to a really crappy situation. Uh, and, you know, maybe that is part of St. Louis's bread and butter. Like, we innovate in the midst of crap. That's not our tagline for our new show or anything like that. Uh, but I, Emily, what is how is the how is the membership? We've talked a little bit about how you and the team have responded, but uh, what's to say to the membership that the doors really weren't closed that long? The members were very surprised. First off, they had no idea where it was coming from, as did us, the staff. Um, but they were they've been incredibly grateful, and they have just been so so involved in the space already. We've had so many people come forward and. and offer their volunteered time, offer to volunteer a truck, offer to volunteer their hands or their minds in order to help us keep going, which has honestly helped me keep going in, in all of this turmoil and, and in kind of a stressful situation. It was the people that really got us through it. Emily, what can you say about what's next for Maker Studio? Um, because the equipment, it was also unique because the equipment here, well, the water jets and 3D printers owned by Cortex, not Tech Shop. So that gives the opportunity for new location and that sort of thing. So I know that there are plans that are still being formulated, but what can you say about what's next? Well, I can say that we have found a new location. Uh, it's getting squared away right now. It's in the same zip code, which means many of our makers won't have to travel much further. In fact, many of them, it might be closer to home. Uh, 
It's a bigger space. It has some room for renovation, which is great for what the tools that we have. We have the tools to renovate, which is really useful. <laughs> and it's going to be even bigger, even better, and a lot more uh, unique of a space. A little bit less white walls, a little bit more maybe some murals on the walls, maybe some invention that we can do within the space to make it our own. Well, and I would imagine, I mean, just given this location, one of my favorite things about where it currently is is being able to drive, you know, by and peek in the windows and see everybody making things. Uh, but even if uh, Maker Studio isn't here, this is prime real estate within Cortex and within St. Louis. I mean, it's, a, it's at a very busy intersection. It's the gateway to the Cortex uh, innovation community. So I would imagine uh, Dennis Lauer won't have a problem backfilling this, uh, this space. So it's, it seems like it's going to be a win on, on both accounts. Yeah, the windows just add, even without adding people to the sidewalk, it seems like it adds street life, if that makes sense. I just love the, the dynamic that it adds. Well, we'll hopefully have windows in the new space. In fact, I'm pretty sure we will, working with third degree glass factory. I can't imagine why we can't get a hold of some glass windows. <laughs> well, anything else about the future of Maker Studio that people should know about? Uh, it's a bright one. It's one that we're really looking forward to work with the community on making. Yeah. And where can people uh, follow or get information on Maker Studio? Yeah, they're welcome to check out our website, stlmakers.com. Uh, we also have, we'll be sending out email blasts and we'll be sending out media alerts as more information comes our way. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Emily L. Hoffer, the member director here at Maker Studio. Coming up next, Travis, we're going to go to Brazen. We are. We're going to talk about uh, women entrepreneurship and some of the changes that have happened in St. Louis with the leadership there and the bright future of Brazen even going global. And then after that, we'll check in with Bob Clark at Clayco. They've just made a big donation to get the Loop Trolley back on the tracks, but he's going to give us some insight into the Amazon bid, what they're doing with Centene's new skyscrapers in Clayton, and much more. So all of that's still to come on Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.